joining me uh, on the line tonight to uh, talk through uh, Ingomva that uh, many people are saying uh, maybe uh, there might be further delays in the convening of the Provincial Conference of the Governing Party in the Eastern Cape. And uh, Ongama Mtinka joins me tonight. And maybe Ongama, just before we get into Ezengom Vasati, uh, firstly, Mangwam Gelem Mshobam Gunjan. Thank you very much for coming through. But as, as I said, I mean, before we go to Ingomfa, just your thoughts, I mean, on this uh, issue that one of our listeners is raising here, this revolving door between industry and, you know, particular clusters within technocracy and cabinet and, you know, policymakers broadly defined. I think that, you know, uh, the exercising executive authority um, responds to the gaze of stakeholders mm. and sometimes that that network of stakeholders includes the intra-alliance politics um does somebody have the backing of cosatu mm. and facp at one at one stage in in selection and at other times it includes a greater sensitivity uh to to the gaze of markets Mm. and who's, who may be preferred with the perception particularly created, especially with the Treasury, that if you have somebody where, who, 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 whom the markets trust, you tend to have greater acceptance mm. of whatever, or, or, of, 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 of that individual. And therefore, you know, uh, it, 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 some, some perceived stability. It's interesting, when uh, uh, if we were to look at... In fact, it, it, we, we do look at it in the political science, the role of, 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 of what people call policy networks mm. Um, mm. in determining, in constraining or enabling uh, the exercise of executive authority, yeah, yeah. including hiring and firing people. Exactly. I mean, it's something uh, I've stumbled across in the work of Noam Chomsky. Uh, where he talks about, I guess, in the case of the United States, you know, how corporations not only underwrite political contests, but effectively create this sort of revolving door between Wall Street and, of course, what yeah. happens on Capitol Hill. So, but Maskas is Shiezo, which are very philosophical and political things that maybe you might want to raise with your students. Sigas Jong, Ingoomfa, that is expected to happen um, at the ICC in East London, or maybe not. Uh, what's the latest? Or what's happening here? It seems like it depends on the meeting that the Eastern Cape asked for, um, I think, early today. But the sense I get from the social media communication platforms of both factions is that they are preparing to actually have the conference mm. over the weekend okay. uh, with both the Babalo and the uh, and 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 Oscar Mamuyane, uh, groupings actually you know uh, 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 saying it's only a matter of time before they come out victorious at the mm. conference so so in a sense i mean the reason why i asked this um Shad, is because earlier this morning there were a lot of reports in the media suggesting that a last minute urgent meeting by the provincial task team of the anc in the province was convened because 
you know, either they're not finding one another. There's those reports that have come through from Chris Ani and I think uh, another region as well. I'm not sure. I think Khubusana region or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. many other challenges. Um, I mean, what is your reading of that? That um, this last ditch attempt to convene uh, might uh, try and deal with the cracks uh, associated with those processes uh, where many people feel aggrieved uh, and further delay, I guess, the convening of this conference. Yeah, with particularly those regions, uh, there were issues that the national leadership of the party was dealing with. My understanding is that what had resulted in a in a in a in a in a go ahead uh, with scheduling the conference this week was the resolution of those issues. So mm. it was quite surprising that they are. Uh, uh, the, 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 the resolution of issues around eligibility formed part of that correspondence that was circulating today uh, f- from the provincial, from the con- uh, uh, from the coordinator of the provincial uh, task team. Uh, so, so, so the, the thing here, uh, Machaya, is that two things, by the way. One, you have. The particularly the Babalo Matikizela uh, uh, camp mm. saying that part of the reason why there are you know there's a there's an, a procedure around cover for delaying the conference is because the Oskamabian faction feels a uh, camp feels uh, you know they still need to get the numbers right and then the Oskamabian camp as well. So it's the same thing about the others, that uh, part of the reason why they're threatening, uh, you know, to, to challenge procedures is because mm. they are losing. So but what I believe is, 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 is happening is that, one, there may be a legitimate concern and anxiety. Let's do this. Ongama, let's do this, my brother. Let's pause sure. for a second because and uh, fast. So so I want us to take the quick spot break. Then when we come back, you'll unpack for us what uh, you see happening and unfolding here. Sure. Slati, before we went to the break, you were suggesting that uh, there are a few observations uh, that you are arriving at. Sure. Insofar sure, as so I guess why there's delays and back and forth and all of that. Indeed. So I was I was I was trying to explain the role of administrative. Um, issues mm. in the politics of hosting the conference. Sure. One group says, in fact, both groups accuse the other of raising concerns about administrative issues in order to delay the conference to, de- to defend what the other group calls the inevitable loss at the conference. Also, another angle to why administrative issues would be given a due consideration before a conference is held, is the risk is the legal risks that opposed to the conference outcome if people do what they call Cuba mm. uh, and, and and disregard legitimate concerns about procedural matters. We've already seen Machaya two times that the first date um its participation at the national conference was negatively affected because there was a pending legal challenge mm. to the outcomes of that conference. Uh, the implications would be huge if the Eastern Cape also goes to conference, goes to the national conference with a pending potential legal challenge to its own outcomes. Because 
The ANC at a national level, also given the sensitivity it has to, uh, you know, the implications of legal challenges, may simply decide the Eastern Cape must not participate uh, if there is a pending litigation mm-hmm. as a result of not following due processes. So, the, 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 in between the accusations about who is delaying, there's a legitimate uh, due regard to making sure that uh, procedural matters are addressed to the satisfaction of the two camps so that you eliminate the risk of potential litigation mm. uh, once the conference outcomes have been declared. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, the administrative and procedural issues that you raise, and you also speak of two contests. Yet we've also seen um, Libor Koboshiana raising his name and saying, I'm also in the running um, to lead the organization in the province. Uh, what do you make, I guess, now of this uh, sort of three-horse race and whether or not this conference will be as fractious as what we saw in 2017, what I was referring to my colleague Tabiso Mosia earlier on as uh, the Festival of Chairs? Yeah, that one is a, it, it can be expected, especially also given the violence mm. that has emerged leading up to the conference and the extent to which it's linked to the conference has been, you know, uh, debatable because of lack of evidence. But uh, there is in the political circles talk that a lot of what we've seen, you know, is related. So, 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 so it may be that just like it happened in Pumalanga, that there's uh, the, the, the security establishment would need to be on high alert mm. at the conference. Hmm. Yes, indeed, Libo presents a very interesting option. And in fact, part of why I've refused to actually call the conference, notwithstanding the triumphalist talk from either of the camps, is that he might pull a Tokyo in Pulukwane, you know, or a DD deal, in terms of which he brings his whatever support base he has to one side um, and then and then and then uh, you know the, bring the deciding voter base uh, to one side so 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 he's a very interesting force a very interesting leader himself yeah. um even though his stint at the local government at, at Cogta wasn't that exciting for me because anyway in every minister every MSC who gets that position always get trapped by party political imperatives mm. over governments. Mm. And, but his stint in agriculture was really exciting, and I think his legacy there um, has been there, you know, in terms of programs that are done to support mm. uh, emerging farmers. So he's, he's, in his own right, he may be a viable alternative. Yeah. And very charismatic leader as well, I mean, I must say. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think the only concern about uh, him has always been is perceived proximity to, you know, the pro-Zuma camp. Mm, mm. Well, I mean, it, it does seem, I guess, this conference, uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, might not be marred in, you know, those types of national level politics. I mean, it does seem from the two Absolutely. front runners, both of them very much in the Cerro Ramaphosa camp. Um, and I think, you know, Babalo Matikis are coming out and saying, look, I don't get this whole thing that you guys are playing up because I've never been anywhere but supportive of a second term for the uh, president. Um, and so in a sense, many people are suggesting that it will be local issues that predominate 
um, and uh, issues, I guess, yeah, related to step aside, legal issues, and all oh, of that sure, that sure. might drive it. Yeah. So well, yeah, I, I, I guess, but national politics will not be completely off the mm. radar, in the sense that, in the sense that, uh, I mean, part of the constitutive base, of the base that constitutes Babalo's support, is also strongly, you know, pro-Zuma people, um, Andy Lelugisa, Teres Dutu, uh, both of them. I said, in fact, Andy even is not shy about it. Um, so, so, so there's that. And then uh, I think Limon uh, Komoshiani has played his cards quite close to his chest here, and as you say, very charismatic leader. In fact, it was it it, it was bizarre that uh, Ostamambiani didn't include him in his cabinet because he's one of the capable uh, leaders in the province that that we have. Mm. Maybe then, I guess, you know, the other issue, uh, Ongama, that we might want to speak through here. Um, if you look at the different regions of the ANC, I mean, I understand, I think, Ortambo is the largest in the province. Um, yeah. And what has come out of the... In fact, one of the largest in, in the country. country. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, what has come out of the different regional convenings that might give us a sense of in what direction the wind is blowing and so far as this conference is concerned, if it sits on the weekend? So people mention the specific regions uh, that are supporting one camp or another. One common thread for me is that these regions have been split right down the middle, even even notwithstanding the fact that uh, some of them have been able to pronounce. Uh, I don't want to get into the counting of, you know, um, which regions support who, mm. because uh, there's been a lot of, uh, fabrications of things uh, when it comes to that. I mean, some of the regions are as closely contested as Nelson Mandela Bay, where it seems like the chairperson is going with one camp, whereas the secretary is going with another camp. Mm, mm, mm. And then, I mean, the other element, and I think this is very important, uh, uh, Ongama, because, you know, at the end of the day, we're talking politics here. And politics is not just about who gets elected, but it's also about once that person ascends to that position, what particular pro, pro policy program might yeah. define their era. And Gabonindo, insofar as, I guess, what tenor particular discussions expected at particular commissions are going to take on at this conference. It just seems a lot of the discussion is about, yeah, this region has placed a grievance, this thing might not sit, so-and-so might not be elected. But I'm not hearing where the big debates are insofar as organizational strategy, as far as policy yeah. questions are concerned. Yeah, no, it's 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 the most frustrating thing. Let's never mind the party. What do these candidates offer the people of the Eastern Cape? I mean, we don't know other than the fact that they are aligned to one faction or another at a national level, as if the the rationale for the existence of subnational leadership is uh, just supporting their national counterparts and not at any value in the province from which they come. So so it's frustrating. And you're quite right. I mean, even, even with the conference itself, I guess because we didn't have the NGC, so we haven't seen a lot of the discussion documents and the big debates around that bigger, the big conference itself later in the year. Uh, but... It's what we've seen since the... Uh, okay, Pulukwane and Mangaung were different because there were huge policy debates. I mean, mm. uh, things about the developmental state and then at, at, at Pulukwane, the whole thing about 
the second transition to assess economic freedom in our lifetime. Sure. Sorry, at Mangawung. And then, obviously, in Nazareth to some degree. But my view is that the ANC has been foregoing the policy debate uh, in, in, and, and embroiled too much in succession politics. Oh, but then, I mean, Jamba said, especially in the Eastern Cape, the cost of that is massive. I mean, there's a massive opportunity cost of not having those kinds of discussions. And uh, let me give you an example of why I say this. There are municipalities that are facing massive Section 139 interventions from provincial. Mm. There's a systemic, social, economic, and political collapse. Uh, The infrastructure Mm. also shows it, even in some of the metros, uh, which are relatively better off than uh, many of the small towns in the interior. Um, And yet... A convening of this kind, of the party that governs in most of those councils, um, has no clear, publicly, you know, popular uh, set yeah. of discussions around yeah. what strategic agenda is needed to resolve those issues. Machai, uh, uh, here's the thing. The problem here, and in fact, so this should be what, have been, what has dominated branch general meetings and regional conferences, mm. which... Uh, 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 because those are the thorny issues that affect uh, livelihoods in the specific areas from in which people live, mm. right? And but but the problem for me though is structural. That ANC uh, conferences have in recent years been more about uh, how to structure the subnational structures in order to serve one grouping of political elites uh, as opposed to another, more than about how to, uh, to, 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 to respond by way of programs and leadership selection to the local issues that confront people. So the selection of people in, to lead at, at, at branch levels are not people who apply themselves to those questions that you are asking and offer those branches the best approaches in terms of how to engage the municipality and local stakeholders to resolve issues. But rather, they are imposed on the basis of, of who they are aligned with at a, at a, at a regional and, 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 and provincial level and ultimately at a national level. And that has made the entire agenda of what, or, or, agenda of what to... Uh, what ought to have been foremost among the rank and file ANC members to simply be about elite interests in the party. And I guess, yeah, in many ways, um, that has reduced the politics into pageantry, right? It's, a, it's about, you know, days of our lives, noble, bold, and the beautiful. <laughs> rather, no, no, I mean, rather than the core work yeah. of politics, which I guess is to resolve many of the concrete lived and observed challenges that many people are facing in the province of the Eastern Cape, let alone uh, the fact that there are probably less people employed as a proportion of the workforce now than there was even at the height of the global financial crisis in 2008. Yeah, and and, and I think, so I explore this a lot more in a piece that's coming out in the Daily Dispatch tomorrow. I don't mean okay, to advertise. Okay, okay, no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a more detailed opinion. No, we'll read it online, Chief. Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. So, 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 indeed, in terms... I mean, sorry, Machai, mm. uh, the glass of that. So, 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 
it ought to be the case that you see, when leaders are selected, it ought to be the case that it's done on the basis of how they position themselves in relation to the challenges that confront specific localities mm. and how they want to help solve those. Um, and, 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 and in fact, if our system was anything like what China, uh, Chinese Communist Party system is like, we should be rewarding people for the work that they've done. You know, if somebody was the chief executive in a municipal entity and they've succeeded, mm. then they move up the ladder, you know, to provincial level or executive directorate level sure, sure. Uh, at a municipal. So we should be working towards a merit-based system. However, in the and, and that system, by the way, would give rise to a vigilant voter, mm. even if it's within a part in, in the party political processes, was more concerned about, uh, you know, how their vote can help serve a region by making sure that the people who are elected at a party level mm. are visionaries mm. who can take who can take wards, cities, yeah. and provinces forward. So in the archaic nature of campaigning for office um, in the ANC is such that you might, even if you have never spoken a word throughout the campaign period, you are still going to be voted for by some people who believe uh, who, who believe <laughs> that whatever is their whoever is their, whatever is the instruction of uh, their handler matters more than whatever personal traits you may have. And you know, I mean, I love that you draw, Ashati, just as we wrap up some lessons from the Communist Party of China, because one of the things that has emerged, least of all in the last period, I think since Hu Jintao, uh, um, or even earlier in 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 the party in China, is this competition even between leaders within the Communist Party of China at a regional level. So if I'm in a particular province, I am competing with another province, uh, or, or and it's of course a healthy competition, right, to achieve yes. better socio economic and social political outcomes. Yeah, you, know, you tick poverty, you tick shared prosperity, you tick infrastructure, you tick investment. That's the basis of the, you know, competitive type of succession planning in the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, I don't think we see it here. No, we would never, as long as people who get deployed in positions of public office or the administration felt that they could control the voting behavior of the rank-and-file membership. Because remember, you become excellent in a system where your, whether or not you come back into office is going to depend on the perceptions of the voters. However, if you feel that regardless of what their perceptions are, you're still going to emerge victorious. That system makes the processes to serve the leaders rather than the leaders be subservient to the processes and therefore power being truly in the rank and file membership. Mm. 
Yeah, and I guess uh, these are some of the issues that ideally we should be talking about uh, at Lati and uh, even the issues that Tito, of course, raises. Uh, and, uh, of course, we know on what basis he raises it. But you can't resolve any of these issues. I mean, as long as people be kalang amans, be kalang ombane, be kala about the political administrative interface in the places they live in. Um, and there's no clear sense that the governing party at that level is going to put out an authoritative view on how that will be managed. Uh, I mean, so many Section 139 interventions, called a national intervention, mm. and I don't know, man. I don't know what we do. Yeah. So so what I like about local government, at least an attempt has been made as far as candidate selection processes for councillors. You know, even though it's minuscule compared to uh, the the power broken that happens among regional leaders or powerful, uh, you know, uh, politicians within cities. But that thing of saying, let's make some corrective measures to mm. make sure that what we fail to do at the level of the party, we don't subject the what uh, to outcomes that are compromised. So sure. I like the fact that there was some community participation, almost like, you know, a primary uh, process mm. and I, why this was yeah, not taken. Sure. So hold that thought for me. Out in the Eastern Cape over the next few days or so, where if indeed, uh, yeah, all of the signs are anything to go by. And uh, just as we wrap up that discussion uh, with um, Ongama Timka from the Nelson Mandela University, Ongama, let's uh, maybe if we can conclude the point you were making just as we wrap up. So I was saying I don't understand how the same party that saw it necessary to make sure that its its ward candidates mm. are preferred by communities and coming up and came up with criteria, yes. which I thought was improved, could not take the very same principles that informed that process and use it uh, for selecting leaders at the provincial and national government levels. I'm happy that they, in the recent step-aside step resolution, they've closed, they, they closed some of the gaps that they created, even though it's still a far cry of what it ought to be based on you know, what the requirements are in the history of the party in terms of the caliber of leadership but also in its constitution and 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 what it calls uh, acts of misconduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you know, I mean, that this is th- these are contradictions, uh, Ongama. And maybe just before I let you go, your expectations of how things are going to unfold, uh, and uh, I guess uh, how that will stack up cards, insofar as the ANC is concerned, uh, um, you know, in the months that unfold on our way towards December. You know, uh, Machaya, for me, nothing is as bad as debilitating conflict that seems intractable to mm. resolve. Mm. Yes, indeed, some, it's, it's, it's important to have relative comfort in, in, in living with ambiguity. But I think that both of the camps are, you know, derailing their rebuilding plans. Mm by continuing to maintain this facade of uh, belonging to one party, when in fact the factions have become bigger than the parties. Um, So my hope is that there can be a pragmatic realization that these uh, camps 
have become too big to be contained in one party, and therefore uh, whoever is the losing camp splits and goes and forms their own thing or retires from politics. Uh, Or there's a decisive victory at the conference which gives one grouping, whichever grouping it is, enough power to be able to carry out the agenda in a way that will make South Africans realize mm. what nature of a beast they are dealing with in the ANC. You know, currently you've got a face of a party that's willing to reform and play by the rule books of constitutionalism in the country. On the other hand, you have people who frame themselves as ultimate radicals, yet uh, very uncomfortable with the, mm. a, a constitutional democratic order. Right. Now, that... <laughs> because we still have to analyze uh, once we come back from Lenkomfa all of what the outcomes are going to mean. So we'll have to leave it there for tonight. As always, a pleasure catching up with you. But uh, you are and thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Ongamam Timka, they're speaking to us. Uh, yeah, on the latest there. What do you make of that? Send through some of those voice notes. 